Welcome, everyone, to the Gridiron Review Podcast. I'm Zach, that's Jack, and we are glad to have you all here and are excited to be a part of your NFL off-season coverage. In this episode, we will be breaking down every team's situation heading into their off-seasons. We will be discussing cap space, draft position, and number of picks, as well as positive, neutrals, and negatives in regards to positional groups. And lastly, we will discuss free agent fits and top prospect fits, specifically in the first round for now. The Bears are a team who, on paper, does not look that bad, but are actually in probably worse of a position than most would think. Um, This team is sitting with right around $29 million in cap space. They have no first-round pick due to the Justin Fields trade. They have no fourth, no seventh, but they have an extra fifth. Now, that doesn't make up for anything there, but a, a mid-round pick is a mid-round pick. There's plenty of guys that have worked out from the fifth round that I'm sure with the right scouting could could be hit on again. Their key free agents are Allen Robinson, who I think everyone at this point could guess is not going to re-sign. Years ago, he was unhappy because of the quarterback play. And then this year, the quarterback play was there and he wasn't getting the targets. He's going to go somewhere where he's probably going to get a mix of money and good, consistent quarterback play where he gets targets and can show that he's a top five, top 10 receiver in the league again. Akeem Hicks, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Graham, Tayshawn Gibson, Jason Peters round out the top free agents for them. It's really, with the exception of Allen Robinson, a really aging group there but we thought that the positives were obviously quarterback you trade up with the Giants who now have two top 10 picks to go get what you believe is your franchise quarterback running backs Khalil Herbert showed out this year Cohen was hurt but obviously we know what he can do with the ball in his hands and Montgomery seemed to have a really really strong season the positive but the potential to move down this list is the D-line. You got guys like Khalil Mack and Eddie Goldman, and well, Hicks is a free agent, and Robert Quinn. There's a lot of money invested into this line. And as I spoke about in the last podcast, Eberfluss needs to decide what he's doing with this defensive unit. Because moving down our list of needs, the needs to be addressed are, first off, receiver. I mean, all you have there is Darnell Mooney, really. Jakeem Grant, maybe. But, I mean, he's a return specialist, so I don't really know how much you you want to rely on him. Linebacker and DB. There's pieces there, but, I mean, in terms of linebackers, Roquan is alone. In terms of DBs, you're really looking at Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. And just kind of secondary position of need would be tight end O-line. But, I mean, real quick before I go into the free agent and the draft, it's is for a team sitting with $29 million in cap, and I get it's the ninth most um, cap room in the league but Khalil Mack has a huge cap hit Robert Quinn has a huge cap hit there's so many of these guys on the defensive side that have all this money invested but are they worth it at this point like Khalil Mack is still arguably a generational talent but for the injuries that he suffered recently and the games he's just not playing is the money worth it do you go out and dump him I mean he's been in the trade pool for two years now probably is it time to get rid of him before it's too late and you can't get anything for him Robert Quinn now 31-32 coming off an 18 and a half sack season I personally think you got to sell high if he doesn't produce like that again you're not going to get anything for him if you get anything at all. Goldman, another aging defensive tackle. Eddie Jackson, aging safety. I mean, still playing at a high level, but Eberfluss needs to decide 
if he wants to try to win now, which I don't think is all that possible given the roster, or do you want to go and start the youth movement on the defensive side? I mean, we've seen what Everfluss can do with the defense. In Indy, and I spoke on it, very average pieces with just a couple superstars here and there, but he made them a top unit. So does he try to make more money for the team and do, work his magic again and show what he can do. Personally, I don't think Roquan gets traded, but his name seems to be in the pool an awful lot. But I just think that if you're going to start trading these older guys, you got to leave Roquan there as the centerpiece for the defense. But moving along to our fit, we thought in terms of free agency, you probably target a corner to go help uh, Jalen Johnson on the other side a guy like JC Jackson who just took second in the league and in the interceptions race at I believe six or seven he he seems like a good option to pair with Jalen Johnson in a pretty pass heavy NFC North Cole Komet is sitting there at tight end and although Zach and I agree that he he's a nice piece at tight end they could use a tight end too um, maybe an older guy with a little more experience to work with Komet one of the names that kind of stuck out to us was Gerald Everett does a little bit of everything but nothing entirely well i was on i believe it was instagram and i read some sort of report now i'm not going to say whether it's true or not without further research but everfluss as i spoke on last week brought luke getsy as his offensive coordinator and apparently Devonte adams and alan lazard have talked and have serious interest in going to chicago now would that be great for everfluss and the bears absolutely would that be great for justin fields absolutely but i've also heard reports that Devonte adams wants $30 million a year. That's about $900,000 more than you have in cap space. So uh, good luck with that. Maybe if you trade some of your defensive pieces, this is a possibility, or maybe Adams is willing to cut down his asking price to go work with his old coach or whatever it may be. But either way, I think you hit wide receiver and free agency, whether it's Adams or it's Mike Williams, but we think it's got to be a bigger bodied guy who can go make catches kind of wherever within a, a bigger window than most receivers. Not that Fields isn't a great quarterback, but his accuracy can be spotty at times. So having the big target to go get the ball would definitely be a huge benefit to Fields. In terms of draft fits, not applicable. You traded for Justin Fields. So uh, I hope you're happy with your decision. And moving right along here, Zach is going to talk about the Falcons. They find themselves in a truly unique situation. First of all, they're not particularly good. They won more games than predicted, but maybe that's how good of a coach they have now. It's hard to say. However, they rank 25th in cap space as they are negative almost $6 million. Now, you may ask, looking at that Falcons roster, who are they paying? Who could they possibly be paying? Matt Ryan carries a cap hit of $48 million this season in 2022 which may greatly explain why he has not been traded. I'm not the biggest expert on cap, but they would have to take some big hit, it seems, if they were to, to move him. Not to say it won't happen, but still, for a team that's just not that talented, they have nothing to work with cap-wise. Now, can they get under shore? How much can they get into the positives? It is unknown. There are key free agents, Dante Fowler, not really what you hoped he would be when he signed there, but still a piece. Hayden Hurst, your number two tight end, he could resign and stay in his current role, or he might not. He's a good number two. Young Laiku, their kicker, one of the better kickers, at least last season, I believe. 
I am kind of surprised they didn't sign to an extension. Maybe it's because they couldn't. And lastly, one of the standout players this past year that seemingly came out of nowhere as far as expectations was Cordero Patterson. He had a very good season as kind of a gadgety running back one slash wide receiver. And I think he had such a good season. He priced himself out of return to the Falcons. So they have their main offensive weapon with Calvin Ridley being out and probably being traded gone. They do have an extra second and they have no seventh. Other than that, they have all of the rest of their picks. Their positives tight end. Kyle Pitts had a really good season. You could argue it was up and down, but he was getting most of the attention when Calvin Ridley went out. And he still had, I believe, a record-setting season for yards or at least close to the record for yards for a rookie tight end. Neutral positions, quarterback. Matt Ryan still is decent. They don't really have a, a future plan for him, like beyond him. The, the quarterback after Ryan retires or leaves is not on the roster unless you somehow trick yourself into believing Josh Rosen is suddenly going to figure it out. Offensive line is decent. They're missing depth pieces, but for the most part, it's doable. And their defensive line, you could add a rotational pass rusher or two, but for the most part, it's probably not going to be addressed too much. Again, all of this is hard to discuss because of their cap space, meaning that they might be in for one bad year. Their worst positions that need to be addressed is running back. Mike Davis did not have the year that a lot of the fantasy football experts thought he might. Again, maybe that's because Cordero just took over and was that good, but maybe it's because Mike Davis just was not what everyone assumed he would be. They need to, to add another body. Now, who knows how that'll be? Wide receiver is just brutal. Even with Calvin Ridley there, you're missing so many options outside of him. I feel bad for Matt Ryan. But with all the weird reports about Ridley, with his mental health, if he's gotten it taken care of and he returns, that's great. Although it sounds like he requested a trade, so he probably won't be on the roster. So then after, if Ridley's gone, I mean, your number one is what, Russell Gage? It's just, it's a bad situation. Ryan is going to have a rough year. As he ages, you would ideally surround him with a lot of talent, but it just, beyond Kyle Pitts, it's, who knows. Uh, linebacker, again, they're losing their leading tackler in Olaquan. They still have Deion Jones, but beyond him, there's just, again, nobody there, no depth, nothing. The defensive backs are weak as well. Again, no depth, no superstars besides A.J. Terrell. And there are debates on how good he actually is. But there's no, there's no other corners, really. There's no safeties that have note. And this team is just, I mean, you could see them be the worst team in the league next year. And I wouldn't be surprised. The fact that they're so bad in cap situation is going to make free agent fits a problem. If they fix their cap even a little bit, someone like Christian Kirk makes a lot of sense a receiver that is in the mold, in my opinion, of a Calvin Ridley, not, not as talented, but he can go deep, he can play the slot. And a guy that, as I spoke before, could be a steal because of how his usage was in Arizona. Maybe he's better than the numbers suggest. Maybe he's not, but it's the kind of move that this Falcons team could make where they just pepper him with targets and he ends up having a good year. And then one of their running backs, but they would need to take a discount. Someone like Marlon Mack, who wanted playing time more than anything, and he seemed to request the trade last year because of that, he might, if he's told he's, he'll be the lead back, he may take a huge discount to play. There's no guarantee about this, but they just need more bodies in the running back room because you're going to have to figure out something to make this offense work. As far as the draft goes, 
they're sitting in a nice position to take. Again, I know this is what we say for a lot of them. One of the corners makes sense. If you really, you, know, you want to build this defense up potentially, but they had needs all over the board. It's too high. There's no first round running backs. It doesn't seem, it's probably too high for one of the wide receivers unless like Traylon Burke tests off the charts and he ascends. We just don't see anyone else to, I mean, maybe they reach on a wide receiver or the third at edge option slash end option should be there in George Karloffitis. And he fits in because they could use some juice but really the problem is, is their needs don't coincide with the draft slot here. So they can also trade back and add some picks and help the cat situation out by adding a lot of draft prospects. 